This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. UCP leader Danielle Smith returns to the campaign trail after pausing campaign activities due to the wildfires. And she announces a comprehensive public safety plan to tackle rising criminal activity. Conservative MP roasts Prime Minister Justin Trudeau in a speech in the House of Commons and blames the Liberal government for underfunding the country's military. Alberta NDP candidate Rob Mayashiro is in hot water after sharing a joke about the wildfires raging in the province's north. Toronto Area School has decided to take down a sign featuring an appreciative message for moms ahead of Mother's Day after a woke parent took issue with the sign. Hello Canada, it's Wednesday, May 10th. And this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Rachel Emanuel. I'm Cosmin Georgia. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. While the United Conservative Party stands with its provincial partners in demanding the federal government and the system of catch and release plaguing communities... UCP leader Danielle Smith said she won't wait on Ottawa. On Tuesday, Smith announced a comprehensive public safety plan to tackle rising criminal activity. Under the Safe Streets Action Plan, a re-elected Smith government would implement bracelet monitoring of dangerous offenders out on bail and deploy sheriffs to monitor them. They would add 100 more patrol officers on city streets, continue to deploy sheriffs alongside Calgary and Edmonton police officers to address public disorder, create new anti-fentanyl and illegal drug trafficking teams, and increase funding for internet child exploitation and gang suppression units. The government would also make it easier for parents to know the whereabouts of violence and sexual offenders, and make investments in women's shelters and sexual assault counseling. In an announcement last month, Alberta NDP leader Rachel Notley promised to hire 150 more police officers and pair them with the hiring of 150 social workers, mental health workers, addiction counselors, and more. The announcement came even as several Alberta NDP candidates have a lengthy history of espousing defund the police rhetoric. Cosman, this seems like a pretty solid announcement from the UCP, especially the bit about the anklet bracelet. A lot of people seem very enthused about that online. Obviously, there's a lot of frustration with Ottawa and that it hasn't pushed bail reform earlier. But you and I are both very familiar with this. We both cover crime very often. The amount of crimes that are being committed by people who have been let out on bail. In the last two years, 26 homicides in Edmonton were committed by criminals out on bail, and I know the situation is far worse in Vancouver. Do you think this announcement will resonate with the Alberta population? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's an opportunity here for the Premier uh, and Notley as well to kind of show that they're doing something about it while the federal government continues to drag its heels despite all of these calls from the provinces from, you know, transit workers, from police officer unions to do something because we've all seen the headlines, the horrific stabbings, and especially in Edmonton, right? And Calgary, we see these attacks on LRT stations, which are 
surging. In Calgary, we we see an increase of 46%, whereas in Edmonton, the transit centers have seen a 75% increase in violent criminal incidents. So there's definitely an opportunity to, to have an action plan and actually do something. I think in this case, it's going to be a scenario where both of the parties are going to have to make a strong pitch on public safety to voters, and they're going to choose which plan sounds better. A lot of times parties pitch things that don't really resonate with the voters or fall kind of flat, but this is something that's coming up so often on the campaign trail and so often what I'm hearing from voters because exactly of what you just pointed to, these rising crime statistics with almost a 50% increase or over 50% increase in some cases, especially on the transit centers. So now we're in a situation where we're dealing with people who have been taking the LRT line to work for their entire life. And now they're on the LRT and they just can't help but notice it's not safe as it once was. You know, they have people leering at them. They might have even witnessed an attack at some point. And everyone can sort of just generally feel that things aren't the way they used to be. The transit centers are no longer safe. They might not feel comfortable waiting at them. And this is a huge problem for Calgarians and Edmontonians. So I think when we're talking about Smith needing to appeal to moderates in Calgary, this is a proposal that has the potential to go a long way. And as you mentioned, you know, it's also about what historical action have you taken. So I think there's going to be a lot of scrutiny on Notley and the Alberta NDP uh, based on some of the past statements they've they've made. Quite frankly, quite a few of their candidates have made some troubling remarks about defunding the police and, and this anti-police rhetoric that I think will really be in the spotlight. Conservative MP Cheryl Gallant blasted Prime Minister Justin Trudeau in the House of Commons on Monday evening for calling Canada's heritage racist and underfunding the country's military. Here's what that sounded like. Order. Recruitment is cratering under this Prime Minister because Canadians know the truth. Why should they put their lives on the line in defense of Canada when this Prime Minister won't even defend the idea of Canada? How can you have a national defense if the Prime Minister believes we live in a post-nation state? These Liberals believe Canada is a racist, colonial, oppressor state. When radical extremists pull down the statues, this Prime Minister sides with the vandals. He strips historic names from buildings while taxpayer-funded foundation for, named for his father takes donations from dictatorships. He'd rather apologize for the country than celebrate it. This country strips out symbols of our heritage from, crown, from the crown and replaces them with a snowflake. What message do you think that sends to potential recruits? The minister left our recruits out in the cold. The prime minister treats our military like a phallic joke. Why would people lay down their lives to defend this country when the government doesn't even seem to like this country? This Liberal Party has become so hostile to democratic accountability and freedom of speech, they passed a resolution requiring government approval to publish unnamed sources. Defending freedom and democracy used to be the best rallying cry to join the Canadian Armed Forces, yet these illiberals seem hell-bent on persuading Canadians that believing in freedom and democracy are unacceptable views. Nothing symbolizes the illiberal party contempt for the military than leaving our women and men in uniform, out in the cold, and dressing them up in snowflakes. 
Gallant's comments about snowflakes was in reference to the government's new design to the Canadian royal crown on Canada's coat of arms in which religious symbols were replaced with snowflakes and maple leaves. Liberal MP and Parliamentary Secretary to the Minister of Defence, Brian May, responded to Gallant's criticisms by pointing to federal investments into Canadian Armed Forces bases at Petawawa and elsewhere. So, Rachel, you know, we've, we've seen the military face a retention crisis. They're not getting enough recruits to man their bases, uh, to man the, the, the Navy ships that we have sitting in dock. Do you think that uh, Cheryl Gallant's comments are fair here, or do you think they're a little bit too harsh? I think they're absolutely fair. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his government have been an abysmal failure when it comes to the defense file. We know that Canada hasn't met its NATO target spending agreements, and that's been very controversial for the for the prime minister and certainly for the government. A lot of negative international attention on Canada as a result. And the recruitment issue is a huge problem. Military positions typically are paid well. A lot of times people like to go into the military because maybe they can have their college degree, or the university degree paid off for a limited number of years in service following. And so there's certainly perks that come along with it. And the fact that we're having such a recruitment issue is very interesting and very questionable. What is going on in our country that young men and young women don't want to sign up anymore? They don't want to put their names in front of Defending Canada. To me, that signals a bigger problem of trust in the Canadian government and feelings of pride towards Canada and general sentiments of being proud and loving our country. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. UCP candidate Brian Jean is calling on Alberta NDP candidate Rob Mayashiro to apologize for sharing a joke about the wildfires raging in the province's north. Alberta Premier Daniel Smith announced a state of emergency on Saturday as over 100 wildfires burned. But on Friday, one Twitter user made light of the situation, writing, Sad this is happening, but isn't it kind of a metaphor for the UCP burning this province down the past four years? Mayashiro, the Alberta NDP candidate for Lethbridge East, retweeted the post. He chose not to apologize when asked about it at an Alberta NDP campaign stop in Lethbridge with leader Rachel Notley on Monday night. Here's what that sounded like. Uh, thank you. This is for uh, Rob. Uh, Rob, uh, did you want to provide any comment on the uh, tweet you shared that compared the uh, fires to uh, the UCP's uh, handling of the province? Um, there's no really any comment to make if you look at the tweet. I mean, just look at the tweet. It's Jean said Mayashiro should just apologize. Around 29,000 Albertans have been displaced by the fires. Cosman, I'm not the type of person to get too uptight about jokes, but to me, this just seemed like an obvious mess. Of course, you should not make jokes about wildfires when we know that Albertans have been removed from their homes. In some cases, we even have reports of houses burning down. And here's a case of someone who's actually running for office, so you need to be especially delicate around this issue. I don't think Albertans appreciate when they're political leaders or those running for office make light of these types of situations, but also when they make a natural disaster that's affecting them a partisan issue, it just comes across as really tone deaf. 
And then the fact that he wouldn't even apologize and sort of double down, I think is not a very good look for this candidate at all. Yeah, I, th I think I saw the response video and he sort of seemed to laugh it off. So I think this all strikes at a, you know, lack of seriousness when tackling a, a very grave matter, right? We, like you said, we have almost 30,000 people displaced from their homes. These are raging throughout the province. And to see a candidate treat it so lightly and joke about it, I think is concerning for most voters. It was interesting in the video. I would recommend to viewers that they go back and take a look at it. It is quite awkward to watch. He seems really caught off guard by the question. And Rachel Notley is standing right next to him and she's kind of looking at him. I think she's almost a little bit surprised at his response because it was so weak and he was so clearly caught off guard and didn't say very much. And she's just kind of saying they're looking a little bit incredulous. I could be misinterpreting her response, but it is actually quite funny, just the awkwardness of the video. But of course, he's probably learning from her. She's politicized these wildfires since the beginning. She politicized him at a press conference on Monday. She called Danielle Smith insensitive. And meanwhile, she's out campaigning, which she can do. But the fact that Danielle Smith has largely put her campaign on hold while Rachel Notley is out campaigning, and then she's criticizing some of the minor things that could have been handled slightly better by the premier. You know, it, to me, it just all comes across as a little tone deaf, especially considering that Danielle has put her campaign on hold. And again, I just don't think this is what Albertans need right now. They don't need their political leaders trying to rile them up and to get angry about every little thing about the fire that could have been handled better. They need to be showing a unified approach. They need to be showing a rational approach. And we are certainly not getting that from the Alberta NDP right now. A Toronto area school has decided to take down a sign featuring an appreciative message for moms ahead of Mother's Day after one parent complained in a Facebook group that it was exclusionary and local media picked up the story. A CP24 article on the incident explains how a local resident took issue with the sign in front of Q Beach Junior Public School in Toronto and posted her rant in a Facebook group. The original message, which was crafted by grade 6 students, simply read, Life does not come with a manual. It comes with a mom. The specific Facebook user in question took issue with how the sign didn't take into account kids from different kinds of families, such as LGBTQ families. After receiving a few emails and calls from people who were also offended by the sign, Q Beach acquiesced and replaced the message on the sign, rating it entirely of any reference to mothers. The sign was replaced with another message that featured a spelling mistake. So Rachel, this entire story, and, and, and I'm not even sure I want to call it a story, because from a journalistic perspective, it's just reporting the opinion of a one pissed off woke mom. Uh, it's, it's very ridiculous. I, I just want to get, what was your initial reaction to reading this? This is the dumbest thing that I have even heard of in a very long time. You're exactly right. This can't qualify as a news story. I'm not terribly surprised that one woke mom was offended by the word moms being used online, you know, just speaks to more of the stupidity of today's society. But the fact that CP24 actually went out of their way to write an article on this is just embarrassing for them. The degradation of legacy media apparently has no end. I thought they hit the bottom a long time ago. Apparently not. They are still plunging downwards. So they felt the need to write a whole story off of one person's opinion. That to me is just embarrassing. And then when the other thing that really caught my attention is the fact that this message was crafted by grade six students. 
So it sounds like this is something they worked on together in the classroom and students put it forward. And then one person's opinion was able to retract all that effort that was done by those students. It's actually a really sweet message and it's 100% accurate. Moms are such an important and pivotal role in a child's life. And sure, not everyone has them or maybe some people have two moms, but that doesn't mean we can't celebrate the millions of moms out there throughout Canada who do a lot for their families every single day. So this was an absolute fail on CP24's part. Certainly, it's not a news story. It could be considered an opinion piece at best. But the fact that we're now writing stories based off of one unhinged Facebook user's comment, to me, you know, that just signals exactly how pathetic the mainstream media has gotten and how desperate they've gotten. I think on the other hand, also, the fact that the school so quickly change this message out of a, a fear to a, offend and i'm not so sure that people from lgbt families or, or different family structures would actually take offense to this you know this was uh, just a, a random mom who doesn't even have children going to the school so how do you think this should have been handled I think the school should have ignored it. I think the school should have ignored it. I'm not surprised to see that someone put a negative response to what was otherwise a beautiful and special message. There's always going to be online Twitter. There's always going to be online keyboard warriors trying to make everything negative and trying to ruin all the positivity and the light in the world. You know, and you need to have a little bit of backbone and just ignore them or say, sorry, we're not going to change our message. This was developed by students and appreciation for their moms. You know, we hope you can understand that. Again, I don't think this comment even warranted a response. I think it just warranted an ignore. And like you said, it doesn't even sound like it was from a mom who had a grade six student attending the school. And if it did, in that case, I think the school could have responded. But people need to grow a little bit of a backbone. That's it for today, and don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media. You can do that over at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.